When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. What was it like playing in the Premier League with Hull City? Because you were involved with uh, the club's most successful period. Uh, yeah, it was excellent. You know, it was, it was a, a, a tough... Um a tough road because, you know, it's always tough coming up out of the championship and uh, you're trying to strengthen the squad and you're trying to um, put your best foot forward. Um, and it's always difficult to compete with uh, the, the the bigger side that have been uh, established um, in the Premier League. So it was a difficult run, but it was a, it was a great experience and I think the club did, did very well. When you look back on your career, were, from a club football point of view, were they your fondest moments being at Hull City? Uh, no, look, I had a, I had a really great time at, at, at all the clubs that I was at, and uh, you know I think West Ham was um, a fantastic experience as well. You know, growing up in a fantastic environment, and and you know making my debut um, in the Premier League at 18, you know, and and having um, a little taste of it back in those days as well was was fantastic because I sort of felt like you know I'd grown up there, and and to be able to go through the system was fantastic. You played, of course, at West Ham. You spent a bit of time at Leighton Orient, Colchester, Hull, and then you came back to Australia. But also you spent a season, and I must admit I recalled it just recently, you spent a season in the United States as well, I think with Minnesota. Yeah, look, that was something that I did sort of in the off-season um, to experience it, to, to take a look at um, options out in, in the States. Um, you know, it's, it's a growing growing sport out there and, you know, the Americans don't do things in halves and, and you can see how their league is going from strength to strength. So it was a, it was a great experience as well because, you know, they have a, a different outtake on, on what football should look like. I've had the privilege of being involved from a media perspective at a couple of World Cups. You've had the honour of being part of the Australian in the green and gold at the 2010 World Cup. For those people that have never been to a World Cup, Richard, how can you basically surmise it, uh, the significance of this event and what it means to so many people around the world? I think it's national pride at its um, pinnacle. Uh, you know, just, uh, just the fact that everybody is there supporting their nation and, and, and the best of the best are in one place. Um, it's a fantastic tournament and, you know, it really does have that sense of pride. You can tell the guys are, in every team are playing with that pride and the fans are really pulling together for their team and, you know, the, the amount of people that must be watching around the world as well, um, hoping that their, their nation does well in, in the World Cup. So how much pride did you get when you finally pulled on the, the green and gold for Australia and you walked out to take on Germany in that World Cup group match in South Africa? How did you feel? Do you remember your emotions? Uh, look, I, I think I was, uh, you know, excited and nervous at the same time walking out. Um, but I'm still to this day, the, the greatest moment of my career was hearing the national anthem and hearing the travelling supporting fans um, sing the national anthem uh, on that game against uh, 
Germany. Uh, you know, obviously it didn't go the way we expected it to go, but uh, Germany were a force to be reckoned with uh, that tournament. You know, they beat uh, England and and um, and Argentina by similar similar amounts. So um, the game didn't go according to plan, but that that was still the highlight of my career. Just hearing that national anthem and um, having those goosebumps stand up on the mm. back of your neck. It's amazing for those people like myself who have only broadcast national teams but never been part, you know, locking arms with your teammate, standing to attention and paying respect to the national anthem. Not only the Australian national anthem, but you see it around the world and we'll see it. We saw it here, of course, at the World Cup of Cricket, uh, the T20 World Cup, what it meant to the Indian supporters and the South African supporters here on Sunday night. I was here and you could just sense you had the real feel that it meant so much to these uh, people to support their home country. I gather it does mean something special because... The pinnacle is to play for your country, and you achieve that. As a young boy, a product, of course, born and bred in Perth, was that was always going to be your aim? Uh, definitely. You know, you grow up wanting to put on that green and gold and, and represent the nation and represent, you know, um, all your family and friends that, that, are, that are, are not with you um, at the game. So I think it's, it's a tremendous sense of pride that you feel every time you put on that green and gold jersey. Richard, uh, we'll be working together here on SEN to broadcast the World Cup. SEN will broadcast every single game of the World Cup out of Qatar and we'll be doing a a fair sort of bunch of those sort of games, not just involving Australia, but basically nations, other nations as well. Uh, You're looking forward to it and what do you expect from this World Cup? Because as we know, Qatar is a bit of a unique outpost where the World Cup is being played. Yeah, not only the outpost, but I think the, the timing of it as well. You know, it's going to be interesting to see um, how players are physically. You know, they're, they're midway through their seasons or not even midway through their seasons. So it'll be interesting to see how players shape up and, and, and how teams come together um, only being halfway through the season. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see seeing something different uh, this World Cup. Yeah, it's interesting. You're Spanish heritage, of course, but you were born here in Perth. Spain won the World Cup in uh, 2010 in South Africa, so you would have been certainly very uh, excited about that. Who do you fancy in this tournament that's coming up, Richard? Well, I definitely feel like uh, the French are always um, evolving and, and, and going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, I think that um, the maturity of some of their players is, is growing and um, they, they seem to be the team that are, are in their prime, you know. What about Australia? Let's have a look at the Socceroos. As we know, speaking of France, uh, they are in their group. How do you think the Socceroos can fare? And is there enough firepower for them to maybe get what we gather is possibly a win and maybe a draw to get out of that group and get to the knockout stage? Yeah, it's, it's always difficult to... to to get those points on the board and um, you know they're going to need you know as, as in every competition and every team around the world needs a little bit of luck um, but at the same time I think if, if they play with the confidence um, that they have been playing with um, and they keep uh, pushing and they keep fit you know I think that's the biggest one is that they keep all their guns fit and, and, and they're able to get everybody that they want on the park that'll be um, a, a big big difference for, for the group Richard, just a couple of final questions. One about the glory. Of course, you're the uh, former Perth Glory coach. Uh, you also played with the club with distinction for a number of seasons because it was your boyhood uh, club. How do you see their current uh, state of affairs? 
Uh, look, you know, now that the COVID period's over and, it's, and we're back to normal football and normal um, normal seasons, uh, they, they should fare pretty well, you know. Um, going to Sterling, um, that'll also be a, a big advantage. Teams won't want to come across um, the Nullarbor and, and be it an NPL ground. And, um, you know, I know they're doing a lot of work to it, but it'll be a huge advantage to Perth Glory playing at, at Sterling. Um, and they've, they've spent a lot of money, you know, they've, uh, they've got the biggest squad in the league with 35 players um, and they've they've paid for players to leave the club and, and they've brought in a lot of new faces. So, um, you know, they're, they're set up to, to be able to succeed. And I gather it'll take a little bit of time, Richard, to get all these players to gel with each other? Uh, look, they've brought in a lot of experience. So, you know, probably a little bit less time uh, than you, you'd normally do with younger players or um, guys that haven't played with each other too often. But these experienced guys, you know, they, they should be able to, to fit the mould a little bit quicker. But, um, you know, once they get back home and, and uh, they're playing, um, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll get some results on the board. Will they miss Bruno Fornaroli? Uh, you're always going to miss someone like Bruno. Um, you know, goals is important. And if you can't get goals, um, then you don't win games. So... Uh, depending on, on where they spend the next set of money that they spend, um, you know, that, that's going to be interesting how much money they spend in January um, and who they bring in. Um, so, you know, the, the, the checkbook's definitely open. So if they spend it wisely and they've got it there to spend, then, then best they spend it. And before we let you go, I see you're still involved in football and you returned to your childhood club where you played uh, junior soccer, uh, Olympic Kingsway. Tell us what you're doing there. You know, I wasn't really looking to, to go back into football, but, you know, I've got some close links there and uh, some family friends and, you know, wasn't, I'm not doing so much on the park stuff. It's, it's more advising and setting up their junior structure and making sure that they um, have the right structure and processes to be able to uh, provide the young talent of WA with a, a pathway and, and help them improve. So, um, it's something I'm really passionate about and, you know, I feel like I'm giving back to WA football through a, through a junior club. Yeah, and they're back in the NPL, uh, the Green Machine, which is terrific. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, they're, they're a fantastic club with uh, fantastic people in and around it. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, they'll go from strength to strength. All right, Richard, look forward to working you with you during the month of the World Cup. We'll have some late nights, Rich, so uh, I'm sure we'll get through. We'll just have to make sure that uh, if we do not off, we uh, tap each other on the shoulder. But I reckon the games will be very exciting, and I'm looking forward to working with you during SEN uh, coverage of uh, the 2022 World Cup from uh, Qatar. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, Pete. I look forward to it too. Good on you. Richard Garcia, uh, a very celebrated individual, got to the highs, played in the 2010 World Cup for the Socceroos, outstanding footballer, played in the Premier League, as you heard, uh, with Hull City, uh, even got to an FA Cup final with Hull, actually, and uh, started his international career with West Ham United. All right, we're going to take a, a break, bring you up to date with what's happening in sport, and then we'll speak to Piper Cleary, it's a big, big weekend. I know Hayes and Mardo touched on it during the run home, but there is a big weekend happening at Lilac Hill. I remember those days, the Lilac Hill Festival run by Kevin Gartrell and everybody at the Midland Guildford uh, Cricket Club. They were great days. It's a pity it doesn't happen anymore. But uh, Piper Cleary will join us next here on Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? 
Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.